Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. John Hansen in for Anna DeVolantes. All right, we got Dr. Jeffrey Copen, Chief Medical Officer for Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest Hospital on the line now. Dr. Copen, thanks for hopping on with us. Hey, John, how are you today? You're right. It certainly is a beautiful day. Wow. Yeah. Hard to believe it's December. Huh? I know. Soak it in, everybody, at least for this uh, one last time before uh, <laughs> it gets worse. Dr. Copen, I want to try and navigate this world of we don't know much about Omicron. I know a lot of people are really freaked out because, you know, we remember what happened with Delta. Things were looking pretty good, and then Delta really slammed us bad. But I'm hearing some scientists saying that, look, this could be milder. This seems to be milder. And this, I don't want to say it could be a good thing, but maybe this is the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel of what COVID eventually becomes. Where do you land on all of this? Or is it just really too early to tell? Yeah, I, you know, John, obviously it's really too early. It was exactly one week ago when those of us who were stupid enough on Thanksgiving to check our phones and see what was going on in the world, (laughs) right? That we started to see the first news reports coming out of South Africa about this new variant. I think the lesson there is when you have something wonderful like Thanksgiving dinner with the family, don't look at your phone, right? How many times do we need to, do we need to learn that lesson? So it's a week today. Um, We know a lot more today than we did a week ago, but we still don't know very much. So let's look at what's going on in South Africa to start. I mean, they have more cases there right now than anywhere else in the world, and their case numbers are are rising pretty rapidly. A couple of weeks ago, they were seeing about 200, 240 new cases of COVID a day, that has rapidly increased, and they just announced that today, and remember, they're ahead of us, obviously, in time zones, they saw 11,000 cases. Today, oh, boy. New cases. And it they haven't done all the sequencing, but I think we can be pretty certain it's going to be this Omicron. So that that's what we're seeing in South Africa. Also, I had the opportunity today to listen to one of the um, physicians who is in the middle of all this in South Africa. And she was saying, despite the fact that they're seeing this big uptick in cases thus far, what they're seeing is very mild illness, not requiring much in the way of hospitalization. So that that's the good news so far, but we have to temper all of this by, by reminding ourselves it's been exactly one week. So every day we're going to be learning more, but I think we all should take a lot, a lot of solace in what we're hearing that up until now, the people who are getting newly infected with this thing are not getting very sick. And in South Africa, many of these people are not vaccinated. We know from people around the world who have gotten this, and it's not a lot yet, who have been vaccinated, particularly with the booster, they're reporting very mild symptoms, and they're getting better very quickly. So that that's the good news right. that we have right now, but let's, you know, we just have to keep watching very closely. It may not be Omicron. We don't know yet, and I want to offer that again as the caveat. But is that what getting out of this virus may look like, a mutation, whether it's this one or a future one, 
that is mild to the point that it is comparable to the flu. In other words, it's not going to, for the most part, I mean, flu obviously still kills people. Let's remember that. But to the point that even if it is easily spread, it's not causing major respiratory problems. It's not causing loss of uh, sight or, or it's not sight, excuse me, smell or taste. I'm not saying that this is the one, but is that is that one of the end goals of this is that eventually that is the variation that shepherds us to the to the end? Yes, Jen, it's, it's a wonderful point that you're making. How do pandemics end? Right. right. And we've had plenty of pandemics throughout human history. And this is the way that pandemics end um, when we're talking about a viral, inf- a respiratory viral infection, a, an infectious, highly infectious virus that does not cause significant illness, severe illness. Um, that virus then becomes the predominant virus. People get infected. They don't get very sick. And then, frankly, there really aren't any other people to to infect. And then the pandemic ends. And then we have something called an endemic where the virus remains. It's around. Um, but it doesn't cause the havoc that it did. Dr. Copen, you there? A very optimistic way to look at this. Very good. Yeah. Sorry, we lost you just for one second, but we got you right back now. Um, so, yeah. So, when you look at like how to react to Omicron, on one end, it's like maybe this is the end game, or maybe it's the worst thing ever. So maybe it's just best we just sit in the middle and wait, and not freak out, and not run to the streets and celebrate. I agree. I, I couldn't say it better, John. I think that's the right way for all of us to to think about this right now. Um, this is a new variant. We're only getting to know it. It's only getting to know us right now. But I think there is reason not to fear the worst. Right. And you know, and that that that's a really important thing that we all need to remember. We do not need to fear the worst. It's you know, as I said on Tuesday, this is not going to be a repeat of the dark days of March 2020. And we should all feel really good about that. All right. I mean, we have a vaccine. It's widely distributed right now for the most part. And even though we talk a lot about continuing to try and get unvaccinated people to be vaccinated, and that is certainly important. The last time I checked, which was just yesterday, the day before, of adults in the United States over 18, we're at about 83 percent, at least getting one dose of people over the age of 12. I believe it's like 74, 75 percent. So that number of people who are unvaccinated continues to get less and less. doesn't mean that we should stop pushing for people to get vaccinated, but I think that sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle that the vast majority of people are doing what is being asked, and I think that they deserve a pat on the back for doing that. Now, we're getting a lot yeah. of questions, Dr. Copen, on the line from people that maybe are vaccinated but haven't gotten their booster yet, wondering... Do I wait to get a booster? Because will there be some Omicron variant booster resistant thing coming down the pipeline? Why should I get it? Why should, should I just wait for that one? What's the case to be made for people to, one, get vaccinated if they haven't, or a lot of our listeners get boosted if they haven't with a new variant? I would say if you have not gotten your booster and you are eligible for the booster based on the timing of when you got the initial series a vaccine, go ahead and get boosted. The additional immunity that you will get, particularly the neutralizing antibodies that help to prevent infection, will only be helpful to you. I I don't think there is a reason to wait 
go ahead and get boosted. If it turns out that months from now, and it will be months, we need to get an additional booster that's more directed to Omicron, then we would get there too. And there would be absolutely no reason to think that there would be a safety concern that if you got the booster now, that you would not be able to get the new booster if that does occur. And remember, we don't know if that's going to occur. I'm hoping it will not. Right. That the booster that we're all getting will provide us with the protection that we need. So my strong recommendation is don't wait. Yeah. And I know I can already hear people rolling their eyes at the thought of a, a second booster, a fourth shot or something. Um, but it it is the easiest thing in the world. I'm sorry. I went to the Walgreens website where I get mine. It took me two seconds. I know that everyone has a Walgreens right down the street. So I know we're going to get texts from people that it's a, it's a hike. I get it. There are people that it's a lot harder for. But for a lot of us, there's a Walgreens down the street. I walked in. I was in there for five minutes and then waited for the 15, walking around, looking at the magazines and which you know candy bar I was going to buy. And like this isn't that hard. I know it might be annoying, but that was just a point of a personal privilege, Dr. Copen. Um, I wanted to ask about FDA moving forward uh, with potentially, or at least advisors, uh, vote to recommend this authorization for a pill to treat COVID. How important is this treatment potential as we continue to navigate this world of COVID? Having an oral medication, John, that is effective against the COVID virus, that somebody who's newly infected can take while at home that will head off a severe infection is a game changer. Right. It's absolutely a game changer. So FDA, their their expert panel approved the Merck medication. Um, it was a 13 to 10 vote. So there is some concern. It's a, it's a new type of antiviral. We're going to learn more about it, and we'll be able to talk more about it, I'm hoping, over the next couple of weeks as we get more information about it. And then Pfizer has an oral antiviral that's going to be going to the FDA shortly, um, which um, is similar to some of the HIV medication that we've been using with great, great effect now for almost three decades. So we're going to have some good options, and these these medications really do have the potential to be a game changer. Maybe it's because it's 60 degrees outside and sunny, but I'm just in an optimistic mood today, even with this variant. I, If you just close your eyes and remember March of 2020, Pete and I, we did a bunch of shows those first few weeks of this. While we were locked down, I had a pass that I had to show if I ever got, you know, like we were not, we were supposed to be at home for weeks. We had no treatment. We had no idea. We had no vaccine. And now we at least have, you know, a very effective vaccine, uh, even with breakthrough cases, potential treatments that we have other treatments that we've been working on. And the President Biden spoke today about this is not a lockdown situation that we have. So if you are breathing heavy, and look, I get concerned, but like just everyone, whew, relax a little bit, deep breaths, we're going to be okay. And we are really a, a miles away from where we were now almost two years ago. That was another point of personal privilege, Dr. Cope, and I'm getting a couple of these today. Um, yeah, well, you deserve it, John, and I agree <laughs> with you totally. You know, as somebody who's been right smack in the middle of this now for coming up two years, I, I couldn't agree with you more. We know a ton about COVID now that we didn't when this thing first started. 
I think pretty much all of us have learned how to live with this, um, which is a very significant accomplishment, right? We're all going about living our lives now. Right. That that's critically important and it's important that people do do that. Different individuals are making appropriate decisions based on his or her own medical history and condition, um, how members of the family might need to be concerned about COVID. This is exactly the way to think about this. We've been doing it through Delta. And now with this Omicron here in the United States and around the world, it's going to be the exact same thing. So let's all just be smart and prudent, live our lives, and we'll get past this too. Uh, Question from the 224. I think this is a good one. Uh, For the doctor, how does a vaccinated person know to get tested if you have only like mild cold symptoms? Like remember last year, you know, like 18 months ago, if you had an itchy throat, you went to get a test somehow if you were able to. Right. Should we be doing that if you're fully vaccinated or even fully boosted? Do we need to get tested if we have a symptom or do we not need to unless we're going somewhere or about to interact with people and that's a potential for spreading? What do you think? Yeah, so it's it's such a great question, and thank you two two four for for asking it. It, it. This question comes up a lot, as it as it should. Now that we're vaccinated, it is very common that a COVID infection with Delta, and I believe we're going to learn the same thing about Omicron, has a lot of the same symptoms as a cold, sore throat little bit of headache, sinus congestion, that kind of thing. So what I would say is when we're in a time when there's a lot of COVID around, like like right now, if you do have those symptoms, it's worth getting tested. Mm -hmm. Testing now, thankfully, is plentiful. It's easy to find. And knowing whether you have it or not is going to help you if you need to stay home that will help other people from getting it. And it's really helpful for those of us in healthcare when it comes to know what's going on in the community in terms of surveillance, how much of the virus is around. So I would say now, if you do have those cold-like symptoms and it's just kind of, you know, you're just not quite sure, it's definitely worth getting tested. Maybe wait like two hours, though, because <laughs> I feel like I, I thought I've had COVID about 30 times over the last year and a half. Thankfully, knock on everything, I haven't had it. But I uh, I think we're all very hypersensitive. The, the number of times I've woken up in the morning and been like, my throat is sore. And then Enrique says, well, you were snoring all night. So that's probably what it is. Wait an hour or two before you go get tested. How about that? Yeah, Jen, I think that's fine. Make sure you really have something going on. Right. right? Have a glass of water. Like some- yeah. Yeah, it's not like some mold wafted by and get a little bit of an allergic reaction. Right. Yeah, wait a little bit. But if it's persistent and you think, yeah, you know, this feels like it could be a viral infection, go ahead and get tested. That sounds great. Dr. Coburn, I appreciate you giving us a little extra time today. I know this is a big news. And uh, if nothing else, I hope people are just a little bit more pragmatic over the next few days and just chill out. I think most people get it. You give them the information, they're going to be okay about it. So thanks, Dr. Coburn. We appreciate it. All right, Chad. Everybody enjoy this beautiful day. Yeah, for sure. Get outside and do it. Dr. Copen, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care.